0: Welcome to Best of Five, your weekly FGC talk show. My name is Steve. Her name is Sharpie. Um, Let's not delay any further because we've got a very special guest with us tonight. And you know him as the man, the master of the Climax of Night. The lead organizer slash director slash czar of Climax of Night. Mr. Ben Robinson, a.k.a. Shinobi. How you doing, man?
1: I'm doing good this evening. How about y'all? We're okay. Yeah, we're surviving.
0: I don't don't know. (laughs) Barely surviving. Please send Um, help. First off, we know you had a bunch of free time this week. How how did you like the KOF
1: beta? (laughs) That is... Okay, you know what? I played like four games and it was great. (laughs) <laughs> but that was literally all I played. Uh, you 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 actually got found some time
0: to get a couple games in.
1: Yes, I somehow found time through that crazy busy weekend to play four games exactly of King of Fighters 15 mm. for the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. What was your record? Uh I went even. Okay. You know what?
0: We'll, we'll take that. We'll take that.
2: We, we take those 100%. So, uh, go oh, it. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Steve. No, if you, you, had a question, you, go, you okay. go ahead. Yeah, I thought we were doing the alternating thing we usually do. Okay, so uh, Ben, otherwise known as Shinobi, thank you so much for coming to the Best of V show. As Steve said, you are the head TO of Climax of the Night. Talk to us about how Climax of the Night actually started and what Climax of the Night is.
1: Uh, sure, so Climax the Night is a uh, french Bread centric uh, fighting game tournament. And what french Bread is, is a uh, is a Japanese developer. Uh, you may know them from games like Melty Blood, uh, Under Night In-Birth, and Dengeki. Uh, and I, I guess the origin story for the tournament itself would date all the way back to uh, 2012, when we were still um doing tournaments at final round for Melty Blood. Mm-hmm. And it was it was considered like the biggest gathering of the 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 entire community since Evo twenty ten, which is the oh, Evo wow. that we were all there um when we when we when uh Melty Blood got in as a main game. Mm-hmm. So two years later literally like almost everybody who came to Evo came back to Atlanta for final round that year. And uh after final round that year, we were we were just in the um just in our heads thinking about like what would it be like if we just had a Melty blood major, right? Mm. So a few years passed and Undernight came out and with the release of uh Undernight Inbirth ST, which is the version before this current one, clear, uh, the there was a very like organically rapid growing community in that game. So uh, with me also, like, just having my ears to the ground and being involved uh, with that community, not as much as Melty, but I was still, like, in the know. I still knew people that crossed over. Uh, I talked to a few people, and I talked to a few close friends that uh, worked the final round with me, and we all decided to be like, hey, let's – I mean, like, let's try it. I think we can – I think we can, you know – Uh, give these guys a shot and see if we can run a see if we can finally run that multi major. So uh, the first one we did was in 2018, which I did announce at combo breaker that year. It was 2018. That was the first time that, uh, that we announced it. And uh, it was, it was more or less a success. Uh, It was a very, very uh, strong, uh, strong competitively driven uh, first year. Uh, some of the best, even from outside of the United States, in Japan, like Clear Lamp um, and Sonaru both came to uh, Climax in Night 2018, and it was a, and it was a blast. And every year since then, we have always wanted to uh, focus ourselves on the French bread games, the 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 lesser known niche uh, anime games like Undernight and Dengeki and uh, Melty Blood. And this year, with the addition of Gundam, um, which is also another uh, lesser-known fighting game in the community, uh, we've 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 sort of wanted to build that foundation of having those lesser-known fighting games that you don't see every day in all of the other bigger majors out in the out in the country these days, and to have something that of a very very like high competitive level. Um, people consider Climax the Night to be like one of the hardest tournaments to ever to ever be, you know, to ever go down for those games. So mm. that's also something I'm very I'm, I'm very proud of.
2: So talk to me about some of the participants that we saw at Climax this weekend, because I know that we actually had a few people traveling internationally. Is that correct?
1: Uh, the international presence due to, uh, due to COVID was rather, was, was rather like, you know, played down a little bit. There wasn't mm-hmm. that many, uh, international players. We did have a uni player from Germany, mm-hmm. uh, come through and, uh, a few players from Canada. But I think outside of that, we didn't have much of a, uh, we didn't have much of an international presence as we had for like the previous two years, obviously mm-hmm. due to COVID, um, uh cover restrictions for particular countries but uh what we did have was an outstanding growing community in the south in the southeast and southwest mm. particularly in Texas uh Texas uh was definitely a a definitely a highlight for Under Night which we ended up having like around 235 plus entrance for this year which oh, is wow. which is the most entrance we've had for that game in Climax's history, which means it's the biggest tournament we've ever run um, so, so far.
2: I, I want to kind of go p- mo- rewind a little bit here inside the conversation because obviously this past year has been so difficult for not just you, but tournament organizers throughout the entire globe due to the COVID pandemic. Obviously, pre registration closed almost immediately after you posted it. Talk to me about what it was like. Planning this event when the world is essentially kind of shut down and going through a pandemic.
1: Okay, so um, it was so 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 it was weird because um, we did not ex- we didn't expect it to go uh, we we didn't expect registration to be that crazy um, and just to just let people in the know we initially opened registration in May. Uh, we had it limited, obviously, but we had it limited to about three hundred and fifty people, and I think it was broken down to like, like two, like two hundred and fifty competitors and a hundred spectators or whatever. And we we had to close that down in twelve hours, so that 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 kind of like threw me off a lot because uh, I, I didn't think it was I didn't think it was like that big of a deal i thought it was like oh yeah you know the regulars will come in but the amount of people that have been drawn to these games from like in the downtime with the pandemic and stuff and the word of mouth that has been like collectively gathering over people saying like oh yeah climax 2019 was great climax 2019 was grand and on top of that having the current version not really have a fair shake offline Mm-hmm. Because uh, it was released in February of 2020, and the pandemic started around March, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, it didn't really get a it didn't really get a good start mm-hmm. in the in the offline space. So, with all of that combined, we really underestimated uh, registration from our first go around. So later on, we did decide to increase it. We did increase it to 500. And even then, like people were just people were just coming in in droves like crazy, and and then after that we were slowly like, as as more people leave, we started to slowly increase it a little bit more. So we ended up uh, with I believe like, 530, like oh five hundred thirty, like five hundred thirty total. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So it was, uh, you, you know, it was it was humbling to see, but on the other side, it was it was absolutely crazy to see that many people still. Uh, st- still you know, hungry and dedicated to to these games, for sure.
2: Now, I also know, because I'm an avid internet user and social media user, but I actually saw a-, a picture being shared on Twitter of the space after the event was done on the final day of Climax. And this picture, I believe, is a picture of the general lobby area where majority of the events were being held, and the caption read, basically three years going straight of having a completely cleaned up event. Talk to me about what's going on inside of this photo, which I'm certain Steve will be adding in post.
1: So we, okay, so me and my staff are very adamant on keeping the space clean um, ourselves. And it's good to know that even the because because we literally just can't be everywhere at the same time. We can't we can't see people like putting something down on the floor and, then you know, like somebody has to pick it up or whatever. You know, it, 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 it's to the community's you know, credit as well to be able to look out for things like that, to not have, um, uh, you know, stuff near the setups and ha- not to have anything like too much clutter on the floor and stuff. You know, we remind people like, you know, be, you, you know, be courteous, be be respectful to the people's space that we're using for the weekend. You know, like, you know, pick up after yourselves. We have, you know, there's a plenty of garbage cans everywhere. You know, you can, you can just pick something, just a little piece of trash up and throw it away. But I, it's, it's just, I didn't expect Well, yeah, I I honestly didn't expect it to be that clean. I just it's like, you know, when you walk around and stuff, you don't see that much stuff on the floor. But then once you actually start putting everything together and, like, you know, packing stuff up, you get to really witness how much people care about the space that they were in that weekend. Mm. And I I absolutely do not take that for granted. And it is definitely to the community's respect for 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 you know following through and helping us out with that because we do want to we, we we do want to keep uh we do want to keep those those spaces clean not just for like staff and stuff but for all of us it 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 just benefits everybody to to just keep keep those spaces clean for sure.
2: Now your event is very unique. Because unlike other events, which are major events, you typically only uh, other major events inside the fighting game community, which have fighting games all throughout the FGC. I'm talking about Street Fighter, Tekken, uh, Skullgirls, Killer Instinct. The most notable, obviously, that comes to mind is Combo Breaker. Your event was brought up with only French bread based games, which does tend to be the melty, under night franchise in general. Here, but you've never shied away from adding other events that people happen to TO at the event. A very popular example that I would give for this year is you actually offered Gundam as well, obviously, and that's just because it seems to be a very popular game inside of your community. Do you have any advice for other people who feel as though possibly maybe their game is just not getting represented and would like to start up a local event themselves?
1: Um, I would, I, I would tell people that you need to well well first off you need to just question to yourself like do you have enough people that are like not at your level but are driven to want to see a certain game prosper like like if you if you and a few others have the same desire to see a game you know just just to at least have a congregation of players for that same reason just come together and you know we'll just we'll we'll just play for like you know a a day or something like we'll just rent out something and we'll just play for like a day or whatever that's that's how i approached it i just approached it as i wasn't trying to reach out for anyone else except for people who were playing except for people who were playing the game at the Mm. time Mm -hmm. i wasn't looking for uh I wasn't looking for anybody else. So for those who are struggling to find, who are just like struggling to find people, I would say just focus on the people that are still, that are just like you, Mm like-minded like you, and are active in that game. And once more people come into the, once more people come into that community, once more people start seeing your game, anywhere you can bring it, uh, like it's just like with Gundam, they brought the game anywhere and everywhere as possible. We only had one setup for that game. We could only afford one setup for that game. Mm-hmm. But I asked people, I asked people I know, I asked people I didn't know, if you're coming, you know, if you can just help us out, give us, um, give us a router or something. You know, we can set it all up, and you guys can just do whatever you want with it outside of tournament time, which was only for, like, maybe two or three hours. But outside of that, you guys can just use those setups and just play it and whatever. So I gave them the space to do that, and they over-delivered. Like, mm. we ended up having three whole setups because obviously Gundam is, a is a, is like, a huge <laughs> horror of a game. It's, like, it takes four setups and four whole setups and a router, and you got to set up everybody's <laughs> internet connection to to, like, focus on the router and stuff. So... Uh, it, it is it is definitely, you know, credit to the community uh, where it's due to make that, to make that game, uh, to, you know, have that game run as a success. So all I have to say is find like, find like-minded people for your game, set up a space. It doesn't matter if it's only like five or six of you, you're going to have a good time with it, I swear, because I did
2: Ben, All thank right. you so much, obviously, for being here this evening. We yeah. super appreciate it. I know Steve mm-hmm. had a couple of questions here, but I want to say, unfortunately, we're in a technical difficulty. Steve, any final thoughts?
0: Uh, I just want to just real quick, if you could clear up any misconception about being a T.O. that people
1: have, what would it be? Uh, that we get paid. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Speaking because of which, don't. do
2: you still have that 200? Do you owe me? Oh no! Here
0: we go again. Oh no! I- oh no! This oh, this started boy. out as an interview. Now it's a debt collection. Now I a, do because
2: yeah. I know I know you know my PayPal. All right,
1: where where can we people... do not get paid? <laughs> I just want to repeat that. So, <laughs> where like, can
0: people find yeah. you? Where can people find out more about Night uh Climax and Night, and when we going to hear about twenty twenty three? For twenty
1: twenty two, yeah. So um, we do have a so we do have a Twitter account. It's at Nights Climax. Uh, if you want to follow my boring personal, it's uh, at s i t k o s e p. Um, that's my that's my personal Twitter account. But if you want to know more about uh, Climax, you can go there. We have a spreadsheet uh, a spread shop where you can buy a shirt. Uh, it's in it's in the Twitter profile. Well, I have to change it because I think it's the Smash GG now. But I'll I'll switch it over to the uh, spread shop. The shop will be open until uh, New Year's Eve. So you know, pick up a design if you enjoyed yourself or if you enjoyed the show. Um, we also we also um have like a have like a quick setup on donations. But uh, I'll put that in the. I'll put that in the profile as well. But other than that, oh, and there it is. You worked for so long. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think that's pretty much every way you can reach me. If you want to reach me, just just hit me up on Twitter, yeah. Man, we appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, get some rest. You've earned it, man. Thank you. Thank you. I will, I will actually do that. Like, I'm going to be up for, like, another hour, and then I'm just going to go... <sighs> so I can get some uh, early morning work done. So, All right. Thank you very much for spending time with us. Thank you. Okay, no problem, y'all. Thank y'all. Have a good show. Bye. We will try. We All always right.
2: try. My PayPal is me slash
1: shark. I got you. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. Dang. As long as you got it.
0: I oh, it. man. All right. So right. I'll um, text
2: it to him later. Don't worry, chat. Now, Steve, it's kind of crazy that you just were so beautifully able to recite all of that because not only do I need you to recite that, my good friend, I also need you to give me the recap of all the events that happened this past week, if you would, please.
0: I will try. Capcom Pro Tour was back in action with the, the second Brazilian event of the season, and it was won by Rubinho, who took it over Gust in the grand final, so Rubinho is headed to Capcom Cup uh, Neguiño and Jalehe rounding out the top four uh keeping things in the street fighter side of the world we did have more action in the Japanese Street Fighter League and the good eight squad they're starting to run it run away with it another four0 win over uh over Seoul kumamoto to extend their lead atop the table to nine points with four rounds remaining. Uh, but behind them, you've got four teams separated by just one point. Uh, Roto-Z, Shinobiism and uh, Nagoya-Oja all on 22. Yogun on 21. So it is going to come down to the wire in Japan. On the U.S. side of things, it's getting tight there as well. Uh, It was the day of the reverse OCV as both Nordivin's Phenom and Bandit's Mena RD pulled their teams back from 2-0 Brinks to get 3-2 wins for their respective sides. So on top of the standings, Nasser Esports had a 4-1 record. Uh, They lead the pack, UYU bringing up the rear at 1-4. Everyone else separated by a single game between 3-2 and Two and three, so still plenty to play for through the first seven weeks of the season. Uh, let's take a look at Arc Revo because we had the second Arc Revo online qualifier in Europe. This one was focused on the Middle East, a familiar name uh, for those of us who. Follow the Southwest U.S. scene in Street Fighter from back in the day, Latif. L- yes, formerly Broken Tier, formerly Razor, current Arc Revo winner Latif getting the win over Slash. Latif qualifies for the EMEA finals. There you see MZA and Bumano rounding out the top four there. Uh, switching things over to Tekken. We had the Central America Regional Final take place. Uh, Energy Marduk got the win there and the $3,000 first prize, uh, taking it over Mexico's Divine Exorcist in that grand final. Tondox and uh, Vian Psycho rounding out the top four there. The tournament... Whose organizer we just had on, Climax of Night, couple big French bread events, a bunch of uh, French bread events, but two in particular we're focusing on. Melty Blood was won by Scrot Vermillion with perhaps the best sponsor tag, Mom Heart. (laughs) Skeleton and and Akimi rounding out the podium there. Uh, the other big game that we're going to touch on was Undernight Masoma getting the win there, but we got some some quality names here in top sixteen in the running for uh, for name of the week because you got Masoma, you got Joya Biden in uh, the runner-up spot, Silent and Knox rounding out the top four. Fifth was Blooming Lotus and Untold Melody. Rounding out the top eight was 2GB Combo and Big Horny.
2: Looks like a jam-packed weekend, honestly, Steve. Do we have anything else coming up, though? You know, we we talked about a lot of Climax. We talked a lot of events that already happened.
0: You you know what? I got to talk about one more event. Oh, sorry. Because I cannot talk about... Climax and end on Big Horny. (laughs) We're going. uh, I was going to let that go, but. (laughs) You can't. You can't let that go. UK side of things Revolution 20XX. This is the big, one of the big anime events in the London scene. Drug Boy coming over from Spain, having himself a weekend taking home titles in Grand Blue and Melty. Magic from Norway, your Skullgirls champion. Uh, UK had some good representation as well. Mystic winning in Strive. DLZ and Monkey uh, taking on Blaze Blue titles in Central Fiction and Cross Tag, respectively. And also one more nominee for Best Name of the Week. Uh, Samurai Showdown champion Kim Precision. Kim, it's like Kim possible Kim precision. That's it's like two names, but it's, you know, it's, it's sort of like two names there. It, it sounds like a name, but it's not. Real. Anyway,
2: <laughs> I don't know about that one, Steve.
0: You know what? You know what? You going to know about this, uh, what to watch this weekend. Cause we've got some more events to check out. Uh, Street Fighter League in action if you don't want to watch football on Thursday or talk to your family on Thursday or you don't celebrate Thanksgiving all of those are valid reasons Street Fighter League US in action week 8 on Thursday uh, before that you've got a cup you've got uh, Street Fighter League Japan on Wednesday and Thursday or Tuesday night Wednesday night depending on where you are in the world you've got more of that on Monday and Tuesday. Rounds 11 and 12 for the Japanese League. Uh, you've got the rescheduled South African Final for the Tekken Online Challenge, if you'll remember. That was supposed to take place earlier this month, but got postponed due to some unfortunately timed blackouts. And you've got the, if you want to catch some Smash, we've got some Smash World Tour action. The final qualifier before the World Finals. It's the East Asia Regional Final for Smash Ultimate. So plenty of, t- plenty of action to take a look at this weekend.
2: It's always a great time to play fighting games, Steve.
0: It is. And you know what? We've got some new fighting games to check out.
2: Do we now? I can't possibly guess what could possibly be on the agenda. What type of projects could there ever be to see? I mean, what, and what type of multiverse would there be more than one game announced? I mean, honestly, you'd have to be living and torturing people inside of a dungeon. If that were to happen, Steve, I could never imagine.
0: We've got so much to talk about. We can start in a number of different places. Um, Let me go in the order I have it down. (laughs) Let's check out some info about a a new platform fighter.
2: Hi, I'm Tony, the game director and co-founder here at Player First Games. We're
0: here today to give you a first look at our new game, Multiverses. This is Multiverses. This is the... Rumored Warner Brothers platform fighter. So. They
2: have a lot in this trailer, Steve. And you know, it's kind of crazy because. Um, <clears throat> where am I? Where am I? At? I'm in La Love. Love. Uh La Uh 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 Love. love. And it's stronger than Nickelodeon <laughs> La la That's an L. Nickelodeon.
0: Shots fired.
2: Thank you. I've been practicing for that bit. You can't. You see the jacket? I got the Steven Universe jacket and everything.
0: <laughs> I, I appreciate the effort. Talk to me. Though, what were your first thoughts when you saw this? Kind of like it. It. It's been rumored, uh, but, you know, to see... Yeah, I
2: don't trust leakers. I don't, and I'll just first and foremost say um, it was really wrong for anybody to leak it because it kind of took away from the fanfare of this trailer, to be very honest, and that really sucks because you can tell they were working really really hard on this project. It looks beautiful. I absolutely love the fact that every single character is voiced. I absolutely love the animation of every single person inside of this game. I kind of have to like physically play it before I feel a little bit more comfortable about some of those mechanics. I'm gonna be real with you. I was watching some of that game footage and I was like "Ooh, that seems kind of that seems kind of crazy right? I was like I wonder how that scales. There was a certain point where I saw like Superman freezing Batman and I was like, wait, he could just do that? I was like, how does that, how does that work, you know? Like, I, was, I, was, I was very astounded and surprised by how beautiful everything and how coherent everything looked inside of the game. Um, there's just so much going on in it, and I feel like there's going to be so much fertile ground in the platform fighting universe now with this game in addition because I know I just said it, but Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl was not everything that it, we thought it would be. You know, most importantly, there are no character voices in there. When you get a hit or something inside of that game, uh, it doesn't really show from that character, you know. We saw inside of the trailer and the developers made a point to let us know that every single character in this game is going to be voiced. Every single one's going to have like that original classic uh, voice. and I think they even said that like who, who did they say they said they brought back one of the Batman? voice actors they brought back yeah. Matthew Lillard the voice of Shaggy they have yeah. they announced Garnet is actually going to be Estelle that's huge news that means there's continuity throughout everything i'm sorry Kevin Conroy is Batman so it's just it's like, going to be really really enjoyable to see and play and and watch honestly
0: it it does it does feel like they specifically included that as a bit of a dunk on Nickelodeon yeah. Just to say, hey, you know, that thing that everyone was talking about missing in that <laughs> game. Hey, we got it. Um, but there's that aspect of it that, look, you know, the trailer, um, the gameplay in the trailer did look slow. But it did. It looked like it was slow because it was in slow motion. Yeah. Like, like they were trying to uh, show off. What these characters were doing and make sure that nothing got missed. Uh, the other real interesting point out, that I took out of this was it seems like the emphasis is going to be on doubles. Like 2v2. I did notice that
2: they did state very specifically that 2v2 was going to be a, a very, a very important game mode. I noticed that as well. Now, I was kind of, I, it, I will say this just for the record, it didn't necessarily seem slow to me. I've played platform fighters before, most specifically like Super Smash Bros. 4 and Ultimate, and that seemed to be the same pace as those games run, uh, which is a little bit slower than traditional fighting games, but that's just the pace. Um I did notice that they focused on 2v2s inside of a lot of these examples, and the developer did say that it seemed like they were trying to focus on 2v2s, but 1v1 situations or solo situations are still available. So I'm just interested to see how that impacts how the game runs. Because I would love to see an amazing like competitive 2v2 platform fighter inside of the fighting game space. And I would love to see that competitively. I think it would add such rush to the different abilities and the the way that different moves are basically set, in addition to the meta. Because whenever one character comes out, everything would change. Not just, like, a couple of matchups. Every single matchup changes because of the synergy. Um, that's, I think, awesome. They introduced a leveling system inside of that trailer. They introduced, like, emotes and stuff. I'm just super-duper excited about everything that they have to tell us about this game
0: it is free to play Mm -hmm. um so that that's going to be a very interesting thing to to see play out um like you said we've seen uh with the focus on doubles we obviously see that at smash tournaments Mm -hmm. we've seen it in brawlhalla and Mm -hmm. uh they they have a circuit for they include doubles in their official esports circuit yeah, but we haven't really seen a big platform fighter go doubles first, mm-hmm. so that's going to be interesting. One thing I did uh, was kind of disappointed in. Uh, doesn't look li- like at least at launch uh, on Switch, not on Switch.
2: Oh, Nintendo Switch. Yes. You know I don't disagree with that decision though, because as someone who works with a lot of developers. I understand that when you do balance patches, it's a little bit harder to go through and balancing it specifically for Switch hardware. In addition, I didn't necessarily agree with the decision to put Dragon Ball Fighters on Switch because I don't think the actual Switch hardware can handle games to that level, you know? Um, to be honest with you, I was really happy to see it on next-gen console because this game does appear to require a lot of resources it looks very pretty and whenever something looks very pretty that always means there's a lot going on in the background underneath the hood and i think that it'll be able to do it justice on the next generation consoles um i will be excited to see a majority of the audience on these platforms finally have an opportunity to also play a platform fighter because most notably super smash brothers is not really available on these other platforms, and a lot of Super Smash Bros players do still own PlayStations, do still own Xboxes, do own PCs, and they're looking for another game that's not just PC like Brawlhalla or something. So, this provides, I feel, a lot of options for people who have these consoles and may not have been able to play a platform fighter just because that wasn't available for them prior.
0: There's a lot, you know, we could have a whole conversation on just this game. Mm-hmm. But we have to move on because there's more. There... Is there
2: more? What other types of projects could we possibly cover here, Steve?
0: Well, let's take a look at something that didn't get a huge announcement, but did get a bit of a trailer let's or fanfare.
2: Take... Like Kwanzai, who just subscribed at tier one for 48 months. 48. You so four, much.
0: Years. four years. Four years. Un- okay,
2: and I also realized that segue I gave before was not for this very next thing we're covering, and I apologize.
0: That's okay. It, it's it's all just so blurring. It's all blurring together right now. Let's take a look at the trailer for a already announced project, but we get a little better look at uh, DNF Duel. it looks so pretty. Oh my gosh. And I had to time it to make sure I didn't say it looks so pretty while her butt was on screen. Because <laughs> then people would think that I'm talking about that. No, I'm talking about the game as a whole.
2: I'm sorry, I'm probably a little bit behind you because I'm watching the trailer from the stream, but...
0: that That's okay. Who is next? That that. So, man, I have no idea what to think about DNF Duel because mm-hmm. I'm not a big I'm not a DNF fan, mm-hmm. so this is. I look at this solely as a fighting game player, mm-hmm. but it looks very much in the vein in the vein of of obviously Guilty Gear, the obvious the obvious comparison. But also, it it sort of reminds me of BB Tag, not so much in the gameplay, but it just feels like it's a love letter too. To that franchise, it just looks so good from a visual standpoint. Gameplay looks, looks, look. It looks buck nutty.
2: Yes, yeah. Uh, There was, there was a scene with three people doing command grabs. It appeared as though, and though my heart was hurting, my eyes were visually feasting on the beautiful. Animation that we saw. Um, I believe that they stated that it was actually 2.5 animation, which means basically that every single one of those is, is a 3D model that is then put inside of a 2D landscape, basically. So it really adds that depth that we see. And obviously, Guilty Gear Strive, Dragon Ball Fighters, both games that Arc System did work on. And I think that this has been a really good time To be a fan of fighting games and Arc System in general, they've had a very strong last five years. Like, three years ago, they came out with Dragon Ball Fighters, and then they came out with Guilty Gear Strive, and now they're coming out with a a Dungeons & Fighters RPG-based fighting game. It's like, it's such a great time to be a fighting game player, honestly.
0: And it could get the push that uh, Granblue was supposed to get. Mm -hmm. You know, having that big outside... uh, Audience and bringing them into a fighting game uh, world. Obviously,
2: did Arxis and uh, publish or work or develop Grand Blue. I feel like they did.
0: I didn't. I no. No. Yeah. Yeah. They did. They did. They did. I'm, so, like, I'm it's
2: done. just been a really good, strong five years for them, hasn't it?
0: It's been. Yeah, but but you know, obviously with Grand Blue, they got hit with a whammy because that game came out, and then the world shut down, yep. and all of their plans for you know having a tour and getting people to play the game at tournaments and having people watch them play and using that as an ad campaign that all fell apart. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it it. Uh, Hopefully, that the DNF duel won't suffer the same
2: fate.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but that wasn't the only game we've got this week. <laughs> what
2: do you mean? Are there more games for us to look at? Honestly, honestly, Steve, I'm ready to just take the L and say, I've seen all the games I can see for now.
0: No, no, you're going, you're not taking the L on this one. You sure? You're, I'm you're, not
2: taking the L.
0: You're not taking the L because the L was shared with everybody. We got an update uh, from the Cannon Brothers on Riot's upcoming Project L. If this had dropped any other week, we would be spending a half hour talking about this.
2: Genuinely, an entire half hour. I could spend more than a half hour. I just want to say they dropped this, I believe on Saturday evening, me and my fiance were actually finishing up watching the final, the finale of Arcane for season one, and then this news dropped, I think like maybe 30 minutes before we were done watching it. Or like 15 minutes or so, like halfway through the episode, I lost my mother freaking mind, Steve. I literally, the noises I made were not in any way, shape, or form human. It was ridiculous to see. And then when I saw it was a team fighter, I literally, I literally... Elbowed my fiance in the face. That's not a joke. I absolutely elbowed him in the face. This game looks so good, and the fact that it's a team fighting game, the fact that they have different levels of assists, the fact that they have some crazy re loops already in the game, is the best thing I could have ever asked for. Honestly, ah, uh, my friendship with Skullgirls is dead. I'm a Project L player now. Um, I was a big fan actually of this segment right here where they're talking about, you know, basically keeping it accessible and kind of doing relatively easier inputs. I'm, I'm a big fan of that, especially since I believe they may be going through the free to play model, which we've seen from every single Riot game thus far. It would be really nice and also keep the game super easy for people to use and just come into, which I would love to see, um, I like how they use the same design as the characters from their Netflix show, Arcane. Everything is beautiful. Everything remains absolutely... Uh, I feel absolutely true to who the characters are, and a lot of the movement reflected that as well.
0: Yeah, this time shift. Oh,
2: oh the I... afterimage? Yeah. The afterimage that. play was just nasty. Honestly, it's just like, the minute I saw this character... I was like, Sonic, if Sonic day one is not playing Echo Ari, it's because there's going to be something that does more damage in the game. And I can't, based off, based off of this right here, I already know Sonic is going to be playing Echo and Ari. I already know that. Like, because, because. I already know that. Because. Look at these schmixes. This is nasty.
0: It's, it's just ridiculous. So, yeah, obviously, they talked about a few different things. They talked about, um one button supers being some, something that they were doing
2: did they confirm one button supers inside oh, of the game not
0: not not just like direction and button so that they showed some of the move move sets as they went through the list oh, and okay. it is going to be a little you know it's not necessarily going to be uh, dragon punch motions it's not going to be half circles it's going to be um, Little more complex, you know. Th- there's going to be a little more to it. It's not going to be quite like uh, uh, the Rising Thunder. Mm-hmm. Uh, more like Power Rangers. This mm. uh, is a
2: good game, though. Like that's yeah. that's a fun game, and I still enjoy it.
0: It's um. gonna. Oh, not not yeah. I can talk. I swear. There's just too much news this week. There's too much news. But. There is, there's that aspect, mm-hmm. and for, especially for a game like this, I don't, ha- I don't have any issue, mm-hmm. because we have to remember, and I'll highlight myself on this, which is something I'm not necessarily good at, um, this game isn't necessarily, the biggest audience isn't going to be the FGC. Mm-hmm. The primary audience of this game is going to be League fans who also say, oh, there's a fighting game? Oh, let me check that out. And there, you know, and that's not to say that there won't be people who come in, uh, primarily from a fighting game perspective, but that's not the bulk of their audience here. Mm-hmm. So, they do have, you know, they are making the play for more accessibility. I feel is the right move here. I agree. Um, and I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily. I I think when you see the uh, after image combos. There's going to be some nasty stuff in this game. Oh, for sure. It's not going to be a case of very simple, you know, simple inputs does not necessarily equal simple gameplay.
2: That's correct, and we saw that kind of a little bit inside of Dragon Ball Fighters, and I want to say to a lesser degree inside of Guilty Gear Strive. Both of the inputs for that game are relatively simple compared to some other historical anime fighting games that we've seen in the past. And some of the, the gameplay that actually comes out of it, some of the combos that we see, are just positively, if I could quote a singular character inside of League of Legends, positively. Come on now. Come on now, glasses.
0: You got it. I believe
2: Outrageous. Have- truly. Okay. Truly
0: outrageous is that also a gem reference yes oh my god we have a strict limit of zero gem references per episode (laughs) zero
2: (laughs) so i can't talk about the crystal gems any of them
0: no 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 no
2: okay okay i'll stop i'll stop i'll stop
0: i'll stop no no gem, no Sonic gems, no Street Fighter Cross Tekken gems, none of that. I understand. We're just shutting it all down. Uh, so they did talk about two other things uh, in particular that I wanted to focus on. One, they really, 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 really emphasized Netcode in this.
2: Yes, they had a whole slide dedicated to showcasing how Netcode is going to be used. And for those of you who do not know, Tony and Tom Cannon both created GGPO, which is currently the system that most rollback network uses rollback net code uses. And a version of that, I believe, was also used for Killer Instinct as well. So Killer Instincts, Skullgirls, Thems Fighting Herds, um, even the latest uh Melty Blood all use a version of this net code. I believe uh Tony Cannon actually spoke regarding how that system is being used alongside Riot's native peer-to-peer system that they already use for League of Legends, Terra, and a couple of their other games in order to create and facilitate an even smoother connection for people online. The most notable example that they gave previously was that if there are two players, one with really good connection and one who then has a horrible connection at the end, only the horrible person with the terrible connection will suffer. The other person will not notice any connection issues whatsoever will be able to play normally, which is honestly one of the best things that you could ask for. If someone's connection starts cutting out in the middle, IE someone rage quits the person that still is inside of the game, still experiences a normal connection. And that is once again, one of the best if, things you could have asked for.
0: If they can pull that off, that could be a game changer. 100%. That's a big if, though. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously we got to see it in action. Um,
2: Now, I said it before, and I'll I'll leave this as my final thoughts, but I am 100% behind this project, not because it's exclusively Riot doing it, but because of the people that are actually running this specific project, and that would be Tony and Tom Cannon, the previous owners and the current co-founders of EVO, in addition to being, I believe, some of the best organizers inside of the fighting game community to date uh, to see them personally working on a project to this level when they say that they have it covered i believe them 100 percent. and so i'm just genuinely very excited to see what their interpretation of a fantastic fighting game is even if it's with riots ip
0: right. uh bacon extra in chat asked if we're if there will be non-fgc players in top eights i, I don't think- see
2: that right now not I don't right see away. that, yeah, not for the very first tournament. I, I, I almost feel like there's no way, but I can definitely see it for future tournaments nearer the middle of the year that it is released. I don't see it for the very first tournament at all, just because, to be very candid with you, there are a lot of fighting game players who don't have skill in League of Legends, um, and there are a lot of League of Legends players who don't have skill in fighting games. I play both League of Legends and fighting games that I feel a somewhat... A decent level, or better than most people, and the crossover I see is so non-existent. <laughs> you will be—it's be, it's it, a
0: completely different skill set. Yeah, so it's—I—I I, I do feel you're going to get players who are inspired. You're going to get the next Sonic Fox. You're going to get the next CJ Truth. You're going to mm-hmm. get the next uh, Skullzer. or
2: Sharpie, or right, Sharpie. Steve? Or Sharpie? You—you—you
0: you, you, you could be the next Sharpie, but let's be honest—they broke the mold with you. There's only one. See how he tried to pull that back? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good at this. I'm good at this. (laughs) I'd like to think. Um, There will not be a release uh, in 2021 or 2022. Uh, So obviously that means 2023 at the earliest for this game. But uh, they did commit to giving two updates uh in 2022. So don't expect to to have as much radio silence going forward or at least as long of a period to of be radio fair, silence.
2: We actually had two updates this year. The very first update they gave during Riot's 20th um I believe 20th anniversary was when we what? first saw actual news regarding Project L, Man which I believe was, was, was earlier that? this year. It was either earlier this year or it was last year. I feel as though it was actually earlier this year.
0: Uh, that was October 2019. Or t- oh. October 2019. So it's been a while.
2: Never mind then. I don't know why I feel. Oh, you know why Time i feel like is we heard a about construct. it? Yeah, that's why. Because it was in the middle of quarantine.
0: No, no, well, no, 2019. It was before quarantine.
2: Oh, that was before. Jeezy peeps. <laughs> Quarantine really just took five years off my life, huh?
0: Man, these these two years have been a hell of a five years. Haven't oh been. my gosh!
2: God. Well, see, <laughs> we got through a massive amount of news just now, and I have to say, I am so incredibly heavily anticipating the next two years for fighting games right now.
0: You know what? We've got we got through some news. We didn't get through all the news. We got more. Uh, let's keep it. Let's go back to platform fighters. You know, we've dabbled in street fighter. We've gone to platform fighters. We got to keep those worlds separate. Mm
2: -hmm. We got to keep them separated.
0: We got to keep them separated.
2: Yeah. Don't pay no mind. If you're only 18, you won't be doing any time.
0: No, no, no. We've reached our limit of offspring.
2: Oh man.
0: Uh, but we do have to keep them separated. Or do we? Okay, thank goodness. It's all right.
2: <laughs> what is this?
0: This? Ryu. That's for you.
2: What? <gasps> in <gasps> Brawlhalla. <gasps> oh my gosh. Ryu's is in every fighting game now, isn't
0: he? He's the new Terry Bogard. <laughs> and and Chun Li is in this game. Ooh. which means since she has ulti- alternate colors <gasps> this game has a chundle oh my god, Akuma Akuma oh, so if you did not get a chance to catch this uh, these characters are out now in Brawlhalla uh, the, if you check the Brawlhalla Twitch channel they did have a Special exhibition with some of the top players using these characters. Mm. Uh, They are out now. um, So definitely check that out if you are a Brawlhalla fan. And if you're not, you can become a Brawlhalla fan
2: you can always become a brawlhalla fan fantastic game free to play one of my favorite commentators of all time does work inside of that community ajax underscore hq check them out uh brawlhalla is a fantastic community and i'm really happy that they're still seeing success and growth today
0: and you know what else
2: what else steve don't tell me there's more no it has what
0: it has a chumble.
2: Steve, I did not get my hair done today, just for you to say the word chundle to me three times. Chundle. Chat, thank you so much for watching Best of V Show. No, we've got more I news. I am the purple shark. We've
0: got more news. I'm pulling it back. I'm pulling it back. See, I'm good at this. I'm pulling it back. Man, we've got we've got more news. Let's let's stay in the platform fighter. Because we had a very special announcement. One that I don't think anybody was expecting. I certainly wasn't. I don't think you were expecting this. I don't Uh,
2: think I was either.
0: This came earlier this week from Panda Global. Let's check out what they had to say. that is a thing.
2: That's some pretty big news. That's an me- officially licensed Super Smash Brothers tournament. Or did they say circuit? It's,
0: it's a, a circuit. circuit right? It's not just one tournament. It is going to be a full circuit with cash prizes. Mm. Uh, the quantity of those prizes is to be announced. More details are coming soon, but... Uh, so th- there's so much that surprised me mm-hmm. about this. One, it, it that it exists at all.
2: Definitely <laughs> a feat. Definitely a feat.
0: Because Nintendo tends to treat competitive Smash like that weird uncle that you don't talk about. Mm. You, you see them at Thanksgiving and Christmas and then you kind of just avoid them the rest of the year. Mm. That, that they have done such a thorough job of keeping that game at arm's length. You know, just saying whenever they whenever they s- decide to do a little something with the community, it's just sort of, hey, you know, yeah, cool. You guys are cool. Keep doing your thing over there. We'll be here in the mainstream. You just do your thing over there. But now you're talking about The biggest thing for me is that it's not just Ultimate. It's not just the latest game in the series. Mm -hmm. It's Melee too. It's a game they don't sell anymore.
2: Well, that's not a large surprise to me, to be very honest with you, Steve. While the announcement is surprising, it's not a surprise to me that this has kind of happened. They just announced the end of Super Smash Bros., in general, like the entire franchise. They are no longer going to be creating IPs with this franchise in the immediate future. Um, it makes sense to me that they're starting now to offer licensing to official and officiate tournaments in an official capacity in order to breathe life into some a game that they've already sold. This now becomes active marketing in order to ensure that the game has a legacy. You see what I'm saying? Instead of Whereas previously, I feel as though a lot of the concern that Nintendo may have had revolving around actively participating in tournaments would be that it would affect the way that sales would be for the newest character or the newest game version. Um, I feel as though now with the ending of Super Smash Brothers and the entire franchise as a whole they no longer have to worry about that and they now get to reap the rewards of officiating and being like well we weren't touching them anymore but now we are so now if you want to do it we know everything about this company and very possibly they're paying us money we're getting this this and that that so it's totally fine. What I would like to see, to be very candid with you, is I would like to see an environment and ecosystem in which other tournaments that are not perhaps the Panda Global Circuit also get an opportunity to be official Nintendo-sponsored events or Nintendo-supported events. That would be fantastic to see and I think also be the fairest, most impartial thing that Nintendo could do. Um, By licensing themselves to a team, they're removing any idea of of equality to everyone else inside the scene because panda global is not running exclusive tournaments right now they panda global is an esports organization that has content creators players and other people inside of the community but these people inside of the community are not the ones that own these large-scale tournaments for example Glitch, Super Smash Con, um, Apex to a lesser degree, which is no longer a tournament. You know, like big Pound. House. Yeah, Big House. Genesis. All these events are ran by different people that are not on Panda Global. By officiating a team as the owner of the circuit, it gets very strange and convoluted. I am not. I don't consider myself a fundamental part of the super smash brothers community so it's kind of weird for me looking in but i'm interested to see how other super smash brothers tournament organizers respond to this i know there was a statement announced by one of the owners i believe of like big house uh, who actually made a statement stating you know that it's, it's fantastic to see for panda global but he would like to see some answers Regarding like how open Nintendo is willing to be about this tournament, how events are going to be moving forward, whether or not Nintendo will be open to officiating and licensing other tournaments that have been inside of the Smash community for a very long time. There's just a lot of uncertainty inside of the Super Smash Brothers community right now, and to be very candid with you, it's really just about what Nintendo does moving forward next year when we start to see more tournaments returning, you know?
0: Yeah, and I have got that quote from uh, Rob here. Thank you. uh, In response, uh, who is the lead organizer of the Big Ops. He said, quote, Mm -hmm. My quick reaction, this is great for Ultimate and TBD for Melee. Even after all Melee's been through, I still feel there's potential upside to partnering with N, meaning Nintendo, Mm -hmm. if done right, with consideration to our needs and institutionalized formats. Of course, that's a big if. I'll await more details, end quote, yeah, and that's so, the big thing. We don't know what this circuit is going to be like. My first thought goes to Capcom Cup because for a lot of fighting games, Capcom Cup was gave the blueprint for these other companies to come in and follow, and we've seen extensions on this with online play, you know, with the dojo events for uh, Tech and World Tour, and and obviously that's been exp- extended in different uh, circuits. But this sort of the feeling I get is that this circuit has the chance. I don't know if it's necessarily going to be the goal, but it has the chance to be sort of a kingmaker yep. for the Smash scene, uh, for Smash events. You know, obviously obviously Genesis is a big deal. Big house is a big deal, but if there's only six or seven events that are on this circuit and one of those events isn't on there, but new Panda event in a city a hundred miles away is, yeah, that could, that could lead to some very significant changes. And we don't know how much control Nintendo is going to have over it. Um, Obviously, things like this would probably mean that at any event that is part of this circuit, you're not going to see Project M, or Project M, you're not going to see Project Plus, anything along those lines. Um, You're definitely not going to see online Dolphin play for Melee. Yeah. Um,
2: It's just, it's genuinely disheartening to me because i know there are so many people inside the community that play the games you just stated that aren't necessarily going to have representation and it's kind of just you know it's good for some players it's not amazing for everybody but it's good for some players and i know a lot of players are celebrating that i am in that part of the group as well i'm celebrating the fact that this happened I'm very cautiously optimistic for my other friends who aren't playing those games, who want to just have fun playing PM, playing Project Plus, playing on Slippy. They want to just have that same experience they have offline, online, and it's not necessarily supported by Nintendo right now, which makes it very difficult to watch announcements like this being made. But I'm holding on hope. I I genuinely believe that both Panda and Nintendo will do something that represents the whole of the community and make moving forward inside the Super Smash Brothers community, a more stable ecosystem for all.
0: Yeah. There's still a lot to be seen Mm -hmm. and that's sort of, yeah, this could go incredibly great. This could go incredibly bad. It could go incredibly mad. We don't know. Um, But the possibilities right now are endless. Um, It's (laughs) uh, There's just so much here. Uh, We've only got a few minutes, uh, so we're probably going to have to hold off on our deep dive into the Street Fighter, the final Street Fighter character, Luke, a.k.a. Luke Paul.
2: Yeah, they did drop that like literally an hour before we went live. Y'all, we had so much news this week.
0: It looks nasty. Uh,
2: Yes, it does, Steve. Oh, my gosh. Let's
0: let's let this man rush down, but also let's give him the fastest projectile in the game.
2: (laughs) Steve, save it for next week because I just want to thank all of our listeners, viewers, and fantastic subscribers, not only to our Twitch, but also to our YouTube and... Also people following us on Spotify, thank you for supporting the best of V show. We're always happy to be here with you.
0: And you know what? We got a few minutes left, so let's try let's try and get a couple of things, a couple oh, yeah, sure. more things done. Did you have a chance to play the KOF beta?
2: I you know, I don't even have an excuse cuz I know Shinobi got to play. I have no excuse I did not play it.
0: I did not get a chance to play anything online, but I did I was able to mess around in training mode for a bit. Um, my schedule basically revolves around this show, so most of my time off is typically Tuesday and Wednesday to get to do the show and get my editing done. So all weekend I was tied up, uh, but I did get a little bit of time with uh, in training mode. Mm-hmm. Dolores, oh my god!
2: Is she just as good as I thought she would she,
0: be? She she's better. Oh bless her! So good. I'm so I, happy I, to hear that. I, you know, I am having so much, I had a lot of fun messing around with her, and she's got some nasty stuff. You love to see it, honestly. Unfortunately, not everyone did get a chance to enjoy it. Um, Unfortunately, they, when when the beta was first announced, they said that PlayStation Plus was not required Mm -hmm. to play. And then, unfortunately, it turns out that, yeah, you kind of need PlayStation Plus to play online. Which is... Which left a lot of people in the dark. Um, Also, uh, there were some reported issues about the quality of rollback, and specifically one-sided rollback. Mm. And the most common thing that I saw was when people were playing cross-platform, so yeah. going from PS4 to PS4 Pro or PS4 Pro to PS5. Uh, it is rollback. It wasn't perfect rollback. Uh, it is a beta. It, it's The whole purpose of this is to find this stuff out mm-hmm. and we'll give them a chance to collect data and see where they can improve. Uh, my fear is that this w- might turn off some people and say, well, that's what the game's going to be and not give it the chance once it launches.
2: Can I just say I hate that literally so much, especially when the alternative is not getting to play it until it's 100% done, like not even getting a beta. I like I like people being able to adjust games in the middle of like launches. I really genuinely love that, especially when it's not like, when it doesn't result in a day one patch. If you get a chance to patch it before it fully releases because of beta feedback, that's amazing. And to the point of having issues cross-platform, I just want to state Skullgirls also had rollback netcode and also suffered cross-platform. Cross-platform netcode doesn't always mean that it's an issue specifically with the netcode. Sometimes it's just an issue with the console's literally not being able to handle certain types of information coming back to them because of their hardware. That doesn't mean that there's an issue specifically with the rollback inside of it. Sometimes it means that an actual driver needs to be updated or there's additional coding that needs to be on specific versions of the hardware, not the net code. So I do just want to point that out as a fact because it is very easily a misconception that happens very frequently when playing these games. And I only know because the Skullgirls community went through this when we had Vita, uh, it was a mess. <laughs> yeah.
0: It will, uh, we've got plenty of time to, they've got some time to suss that out and hopefully improve but that before launch.
2: We don't have any more time today here, Steve. We, Unfortunately, We've got like we've
0: 60 seconds.
2: And with those 60 seconds, Steve, let me just say, it's been an absolute pleasure doing this show with you. As always, I you, am. You're not going to let me show my sharpie. screen. You're not oh, gonna okay. let me show my screen. I'm sorry, Steve. Show your screen, show your I'm screen.
0: showing my screen because we Twitter drama happened, and in what EU versus US, and normally it just leads to to people talking, but and nothing happening. This time it lead it led to a proposed 10 v 10 team exhibition in Street Fighter between Team North America and Team Europe.
2: Was Punk behind this?
0: It was. It was uh, some mess. After yeah, Punk still, still believes that NA is the best region in the world. Uh, Japan watching on the sidelines and laughing, uh, but obviously with uh, with uh, Problem X taking taking uh, Red Bull Kumite. So these squads: Brian F, Chris CCH, Ida, Mena, nephew, Punk, Mena. Rob. Samurai, Shine, and Smug against Angry Bird, Big Bird, Luffy, Hurricane Infectious, Crimson Phenom, Problem X Ricky Mance Barnett and Takamura who yeah. d- real quick 10 seconds who would you take in that set
2: Team NA they have Smug and Mena it's over
0: I gotta go Europe it, it, it depends on the format it depends on the format. I think NA wins individual matchups, but I don't know if they can be if they can eliminate problem and problem and infectious in like a Pokemon style. That's
2: fair. I also uh, want to say Phil's, it's kind of weird that yeah, Mena is yeah, Phils might here. be in
0: there. Phils might be on there. Um, JB is also proposed as an alternate for Mena, depending on if he qual if he can get on the squad or not but sorry go ahead
2: yeah because Mena's dominican
0: yeah but, but but europe gets uh europe gets the birds
2: yeah that's why i was like it's kind of weird but i i get it so i still like i still like any over it like whenever i see mena on a team i automatically root for that team that's just how it goes like mena is probably one of my favorite street fighter players of all time like they're, mena they're, is just he's they're... he's a personality and he's Funny, Smug is also very funny. Those are the two like Street Fighter players I root for, but and they're both on the same team in this instance. I haven't dang. seen them in kumite before, so like immediately I see Smug, I see Mena RD. I'm like, oh, Team N A for me! Ha <laughs> ha! Team N A for me!
0: You really made me bust out the the beep sound effect for one line yeah. this episode. Yeah. Dang you! Dang you! <laughs> dang you! We're done. But- <laughs>
2: Good, shit, Steve. Oh
0: my God, you're just, just milking it. All right, we're we're out of time. We're we're not out of news, but we are out of time. Thank you to everyone for joining us. Thank you to Shinobi for joining us and spending some time with us after you know a long ass weekend. Thank you to you, Sharpie, for for making this show as awesome as you do. Uh, once again, we will be uploading this to YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, all of the all of the traditional podcast platforms at our normal time. For me, Sharpie, who's over on that side. Say your thing, I'll say mine.
2: Every real podcast understands that Indigenous Day and in the celebration of native people is more important than Thanksgiving.
0: Happy what she said, Canada.